everybody for being there for us from the very beginning. We've now hit our 300th subscriber to the Two Old Pirates, and we're going strong. Thank you so much, and let's go for 400, guys. Welcome to Podcast 25 from the Two Old Pirates. Um, this is uh, Eric. Uh, Gabriel's not going to be able to be in on this one today, but uh, I wanted to go ahead and put something out for you guys. Uh, I hope that everybody's having a, a they had a, a wonderful day. Um, uh, tonight is just going to be a real short podcast. Uh, we're going to cover a couple things. Um, uh, we're going to go ahead and cover. Um, uh, we're going to go ahead and cover um, uh, a true story by Eric. Uh, and then we're also going to do something dealing with um, real song meanings. Some of you guys uh, out there, uh, like me, will hear a song our whole lifetimes and never know the true meaning of what, behind the song. Um, so first off, we'll do Eric's True Stories. Okay, this, this story comes from the year 2000. 2000. Uh, we were uh, in a basketball tournament, streetball tournament. A lot of those revolve around those because there's a lot of memories. But in 2000, uh, we drove all the way up to Houston to play in what was known as the Three Ball Classic. So the Three Ball Classic was going to take place in Houston. It was it was in April. It was rainy and cold. Uh, I remember that we thought it would be canceled because it was a one-day tournament. Um, and it was going to be downtown Houston, like the streets of downtown. But they figured that since it was ugly out and it'd be the weekend, most of those major businesses would be closed. So therefore, they decided to have the tournament anyways. Um, very, very slick. Uh, brought my friend Lewis that I've told you about before, you know, with the finger and different things like that. Uh, so Lewis decided to come up kind of as a protection because uh, it would be me and two other guys, uh, one of them being my nephew. Uh, my wife, uh, who I was dating at the time, she was going to come up and, and, and videotape it for us. No, we were married. We were married. Sorry, babe. Yeah, we were married. Um, so she was going to come up. And uh, so Lewis uh, need, needed some, some positive vibes in his life. Let's put it that way. So we invited him up, and he came up. Um, now, we were going to stay at my nephew's uh, apartment in Houston. And so everything was going going pretty good uh the uh, the other teammate was going to stay with his mom who had a house uh just outside of houston so it would be me and gail my wife um and lewis staying at my nephew's apartment well the tournament you know uh came and went and um we did very very well we made it to the championship we lost in the championship so we got second place but that's not the important thing the story of this was the interaction between Lewis and my nephew. Uh, my nephew was his apartment, and when we got there, you know, Lewis is, Lewis is Lewis, all right? Lewis is gonna tell you how it is. He's gonna go ahead and, and it, you know, he doesn't take crap off of anybody. And so when we got there, um, my nephew said, you know, if you guys could do anything, just please don't drink the Dr. Peppers that are in the refrigerator. And we're like, why, would, what's so unique about them and stuff? He's all, well, they're in the bottle. And I ordered these special uh, from a bottling area up in North Texas where they actually still bottle it with the real original formula, I guess. It's called Dublin, Dublin, Texas. So to make a long story short, he said, uh, just as long, you know, just crash out on couch, you know, order pizza, do whatever you want. Just don't, just don't drink those. Uh, he was going to save half of the uh, 
half of the Dr. Peppers for himself, and then he was going to send the other half uh, to uh, a friend of his. So that's cool. That's cool. Don't worry about it. So we stayed up watching TV that night, and um, then we were going to go ahead and crash out. And so um, we did. And when I got up in the morning, you know, um, I was like, you know, half asleep. I kind of like looked around, and on the table next to me where the couch was, there was three unopened Dr. Pepper bottles sitting next to Lewis. And I was like, oh, crap. I mean, my nephew was nice enough to go ahead and let us stay there and, and uh, to know that I didn't drink them. So I kind of shook Gail. She slept on the other couch. I slept on the floor. I said, hey, uh, you didn't take a Dr. Pepper, did you? And she's like, well, I don't like Dr. Pepper. And I said, I know, I know, I know. And she's all like, what's going on? I sat there and said, so when she looked, she's all Lewis drank three? I said, yeah. She's like, you didn't have it? I said, no. I said, I said you know, he, he told me not to. So I said, I have to respect that he's letting us stay here. So Lewis kind of starts getting up, starts waking up and stuff. And uh, I was all, Lewis, Lou. I used to call him Lou. I was all, Lou. He was all, yeah, yeah, what's going on? I said, uh, did, did you drink some of the Dr. Peppers? And he's all like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was all like, look, there's a table. There's three empty bottles. Gil doesn't like Dr. Pepper. I didn't drink any. He's all, then I guess I did. I was all, but but you heard him say last night, just don't drink any of the Dr. Peppers. And he is like, well, yeah, I got thirsty. So he starts to get up, and I guess he's going to use the restroom or something. Well, my nephew starts coming out of the only bedroom. He starts coming out. And he's like, hey, how'd you guys sleep? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't look down. I hope he doesn't look down. As he's walking over, he sits down on the couch. He's all, man, that was a tough tournament. And, you know, we're just small talk, small talk. I'm all like, they're sitting right there. And I'm all like, just don't look down. So um, he eventually looks down. And sure enough, um, he sees uh, the Dr. Peppers have been drank. And he's all like, what? Are you kidding me? What the hell's going on here? I let you guys come in here and stuff. And I was all like, for me, dude, wasn't me. I point at Gil. She doesn't even like him. So he knew. He knew it was Lewis, and he wasn't gonna mess with Lewis. But he still was pissed. So he stands up and he marches over. Now at this time, I wasn't paying attention where Lewis was going, but Lewis was going, and he came out of the bathroom, and he walked straight towards the kitchen. And I'm like, holy God, what's gonna happen? He took out another Dr. Pepper. And my nephew is like, Lewis, I told you, you guys came in. Lewis walks right past him and sits down on the couch. And my nephew's like, I let you guys stay in here. And I told you those were special Dr. Peppers that I ordered. And he's just like going to town. And Lewis isn't even paying attention. And then my nephew's all, I don't even understand how you got them open. There's only one uh, bottle opener. They're not twist-offs. And at that moment, Lewis took the bottle up to his mouth and took off the top with his front teeth, spit it, and started drinking and just sat back. I looked over at my nephew. He's all, that wasn't nice. You guys shouldn't have drank my... And I was all like, there's no you. It's, it's him. He did it. So I was all, if you're going to talk smack, talk to that man right there. Because 
my nephew knew, you know, even though he's in his own apartment, Lewis would have beat the crap out of him. He just doesn't play. Uh, so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, the, uh, the Dr. Peppers were drank. He, he finished that fourth one in front of him and sat it down next to the other three and then burped and said, man, those tasted really good. Thanks to my uh, nephew. And my nephew just sat there and was like, and uh, that was it. That was, there was no conversation. Uh, he knew that that was a person that uh, you just don't tangle with. Was it inappropriate? Absolutely. And uh, when we came, when we left to go home, Lewis was all like, you know, that was really wrong what I did. But damn, I like Dr. Pepper. And that's a 100% true story of Lewis and the Dr. Peppers. Okay, what I want to do in the second part is I want to go ahead and talk to you about real song meanings. And today, I'm going to be talking to you about the song Imagine. I don't think even if he would have lived he ever would have thought it would become as big as it did um, it's played in you know countries worldwide every single day people look to this song as a spiritual guide as a guide to life the problem is it's not really what you think it's about what, what you think it's about you know a lot of people think it's about like this perfect utopia where everybody just gets together and we're all brothers and we're just arm in arm and different things like that um, not really that. I'm going to give you a rundown of all the great things that happened with this, and then I'm going to tell you what the song is actually about. And uh, my wife knows that I sometimes ruin songs, and I'm each of these songs I'm going to ruin it for you. If you already know, then that's cool. You're good to go. You're good to go. But if you don't know, you're probably going to hate me. Song Imagine was written in 1971 by uh, John Lennon. Um, it's the best-selling single of his entire career. Just in the UK alone, it sold 1.6 million copies. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine ranked it the third greatest rock song ever written. Um, the Recording Industry Association of America had it the 30th greatest song out of 365 songs of the century. Um, it's one of the top 100 most performed songs of the 20th century um, it hit number three which you know you'd sit there and think if this is his biggest song ever uh, how did it only hit number three now to ruin it are you ready I can now ruin it for you um, the real meaning behind imagine was uh, John Lennon had read the communist manifesto by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels and he decided to write a song about that. And if you really read the lyrics and don't think about it as being sugarcoated, which Lennon uh, talked about in a later uh, interview saying, I found out that if you add a little bit of honey and sugar to a very serious song, uh, it'll sound like a pop song and people will love it. So he knew 
he knew that if he just wrote down communistic ideals that people might be turned off on. So he sugarcoated it and put it out there. Now, he was not a communist. He admitted that. He's all, I'm not a Marxist. I'm not a Leninist. I'm not a communist. I just want to go ahead and say I read this and I decided to write a song about what communism at its base is supposed to be about. And I decided to write a song about it and I made it poppy and it's a big hit. It's a big hit. One of my biggest hits. Now, of course, he passed away in 1980 and ever since then, Imagine is the song, the number one song that most people go to when they talk about John Lennon. It's just a great song. But if you really read the lyrics, you know, no heaven or hell, uh, no possessions, no religion. Uh, you know, he's, you know, imagine the world being as one, he's trying to say, you know, in a, in a world that's do dominated by communism, uh, nobody would be rich, there'd be no poor, there'd be no religion, uh, there'd be no heaven, there'd be no hell. So if you never knew that about the song, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's a little bit too late. It's a song about communism. And um, that's the truth. So I hope that you enjoyed this short, short episode of Two Old Pirate. I hope that everybody's uh, doing well out there. Uh, and peace. Love you guys.